Welcome to the Balanced Collective, where we love to go deep, talk big, and get real. I'm your host, Danielle Boyd, and every episode is going to bring a new concept or guest to talk all about things wellness, balance, and alignment. Our purpose here is to bridge the concepts of science and spirit to bring wellness and ease into the lives of our listeners while not taking life too seriously. We like to get down and deep into our shadow while keeping things raw, fun, and real. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get to it. Hello team. I hope everyone is doing well during this isolation situation. I wanted to speak a little bit to productivity during this time. When I first arrived home from Costa Rica on March 17th, I knew I was about to walk into the required 14 days of isolation. And I was actually really excited initially because as per usual, I had about a million and one ideas floating around in my head. And I thought that this would be the perfect opportunity to put pen to paper and get some shit done. Well, guess what? Today is day 14 of this isolation. And only now am I like barely starting to move the proverbial needle forward on some of those projects. And you know what? That's okay. It is okay to not move the needle forward at all as well. And it's also okay to crush a whole bunch of projects all at once during this time. Where you are is exactly where you are meant to be. Perhaps this is the gift of physical rest for you, or perhaps it is the opportunity for some big healing to happen. Or perhaps there are just a ton of emotions coming up for you and that is really fucking heavy to process. And that is very okay to just be. One of the biggest lessons in all of this for me has just been to detach from the outcome. We don't know what the future looks like. We don't even know what tomorrow looks like. And there is no need for us to attach to the outcome of all of this. All we can do is just be here. One of the most beautiful things that I have been seeing through all of this is just how generous so many people have been with their gifts. Hedy Shah is no exception to this. Hedy is a North Vancouver-based movement coach, and throughout this lockdown, she's been sharing some of her beautiful knowledge with her online community. Uh, she and I are actually currently working on a collaborative online offering in the near future, so stay tuned for that. And uh, in the meantime, she's actually started uh, a new online program called M3. She's also offering uh, a really great promo for anyone affected by this current COVID situation. So I would strongly suggest uh, hopping onto her website or to her Instagram account to find out more about it. Um, but in the meantime, I'm really excited for you to learn a little bit more about Hetty and her approach. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Hetty Shah of Jump Wellness Coaching. And we can have a chocolate break if we need to. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> Hetty, thank you so much for coming over. I, uh, we're both in the North Shore and yet we somehow never seem to like <laughs> cross paths all as often as I'd like to, but thank you for coming. It's thrilled to be here. I'm so excited. I think we have a really fun conversation lined up for us today and one that's going to be really valuable for people to listen to. So I'm, I'm excited to dive right in. Me too. Um, but before we do, I would love to ask you the question, who is Hetty outside of the work that she's doing who is she as a person I guess this is one of those hard questions that I 
I'm at a point with my uh, work that I'm super passionate that like all the time other times that I'm not with clients I'm sort of consuming information related to my work right yeah it's so hard but like my background is completely different with what I do right now I studied urban planning and urban design and I worked in that industry for a few years um, and yeah I never thought I would be doing what I'm doing three years later it feels like different lifetime yeah funny how the universe has other plans for us you know like we maybe have intentions of going down this career route but you know sometimes things happen that totally direct us in other ways and it seems like the universe has really directed you towards something that has become your you know your life's purpose and your identity now career-wise even which is I cannot imagine how I was able to do other things in the past <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous thinking about it and certain days it's like I'm super excited to go to work or see my clients or do this, do that. And and I'm like, how I was able to live a different life. Right? Just... And isn't it funny how when we're in alignment and when we're working towards and alongside our purpose and our passion, you can't imagine anything else, yeah. right? Like, it could be no other way. <laughs> and, I, and a lot of times I feel like I'm, like I'm privileged to yeah. be be where I am and do what I love to do and sometimes when I see people like not doing what they love or like you know that energy we always feel it right that stagnation or that like you know I don't know what I want or like I'm not satisfied like I really want you to do like something that lights your fire lights your lights your fire and just like feed your soul you know right I know I have that feeling too like it's hard to yeah I mean I just don't understand how people can live, live, you know, that, that stagnate, that stagnant life that you're talking about and live and, but I I guess maybe some people get joy in the outside of work, right? Like for me, I'm the same as you, like my work lights my fire. I feel aligned when I'm working with the clients that I love to work with. And I feel like totally on purpose when I'm doing that work. And I couldn't imagine, you know, my nine to five being any other way. Not that it's actually nine to five. It's like all over the map but it's also just integrated with my life and who I am I consider myself a healer and that's I mean maybe not a healer but a healing facilitator is perhaps a better way of explaining that but I couldn't imagine my life any other way because my purpose and my work is in alignment with who I actually am as a person as Mm -hmm. well so Mm -hmm. I think that totally is how you would explain it as well my brain just doesn't compute when someone's working a job that they don't really like but I guess perhaps it facilitates their ability to do other things that they're purposeful and passionate towards, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes also, like when, like at least for me, when I was going through it, I was operating out of my head so much that like I created this map for myself and how I wanted my career to grow, right? And like I was so like attached to that like plan that I like put out for myself that I just couldn't see it any other way. And then um, also, like, when you're in it, you just don't know any other way, Mm -hmm. right? It's just, like, because you never experienced anything. Right. And there's a ton of, you know, external dialogue, perhaps, that helps to guide us. And whether that's, you know, like, family or school or media telling us, like, we should do this because whatever reasons. But, you know, like, there's so much dialogue externally and stimuli externally that perhaps directs us. And so we think we're living in alignment or purpose because that's, we're making other people happy or we're fitting a mold or whatever it is. And of course, when you are trying to change your path, like, 
as dramatic as it was for me, it's just like stop working and then now I'm a personal trainer. It was just like <laughs> such a weird transition. Even like I remember clearly that I had to have like make this decision that next time someone asks me, I'm not telling them like, you know, I'm this and this and I'm a personal trainer. Rather that I'm a personal trainer is simple right. as that, right? Um, so just drop all those things that our ego attaches like meaning to it as right. if like it's like what makes makes you what makes you worthy, um, and like it was like I know that was like one of the main turning point in like me owning up this new path and just now it feels like a lifetime ago but it was right? only three years ago. <laughs> but that transition to ownership of like what we actually do and what our purpose is is really really hard mm-hmm. you know like and and I know like being trained as a physiotherapist it's so easy to be like you know people say oh what do you do I'm a physio like it's so easy to define that when in fact actually it's a lot more nuanced than Mm -hmm. than that and yeah making that transition from you know like here's what society thinks is a really cool job and I'm just gonna you know like urban planning that's like a really cool title and whatever and I mean so is a personal trainer obviously but to transition away from that is is really hard and like you got to own it and that's when people are gonna like really resonate with you and I'm getting I'm going to say this it's like I'm embarrassed like for myself that I thought that way back then but like in my head like, the people who were becoming personal trainer were people who didn't get to school or who didn't, like, who didn't know what to do with their life and then they ended up getting a, like, very cheap, like, certificate and then now they're working and they don't know anything, right? right. <laughs> like, and I'm like, do I really want to say goodbye to all those degrees and stuff and then now starting something that anyone can do, right? Right. But now, like, I don't think that way because I ended up meeting a lot of, like, movement coaches, a lot of personal trainers that they've been... Like, they're so good at their work, and they help so many people heal. And I'm like, how could I even, like, think that way, right? Right. Um, Yeah, and then it it becomes layered, too. Then we, like, have shame and judgment of self for having, you know, that thought previously. And it's just, like, (laughs) layers and layers and layers. Yeah, these are all, like, sort of stories that we're telling ourselves that sort of justifies why you shouldn't even try that path that you always thought, like, it'd be cool to do. Right. Man, isn't it crazy how our internal dialogue just, like, our internal dialogue and our um, fear of judgment dictates how we, you know, fear of judgment, people judging others, or, like, our judgments of mm-hmm. others will prevent us from doing certain things, and, I mean, it's incredibly layered and, and <laughs> condensed, but, crazy. I mean, you've obviously broken through that and are now owning it, and I, th- I think this is a great segue into talking about the work that you're doing, yeah. so um, what is your business and how did it come to be? Ooh. Um, <laughs> Maybe we'll just start with the business. Maybe just talk okay. about the, the business um, part. So we'll what that. I do right now is I mainly work with people who are coming out of injuries or they've been off of fitness for far too long. They're looking for a smooth transition. Um, so that's what I do. I basically help people to change their perceived limit around exercise through mindfulness and movement. Um, I love that combo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's really cool because you found obviously like a niche, and yeah. that's the thing. There's so many genres of people that you could possibly be working with, and the fact that you've achieved clarity around who you work with, you've. I mean, I mean, from a business modality or business terminology, yeah. like you found your avatar, and when you get clarity around that you can really manifest the right client. Mm-hmm. And so having that clarity and knowing what your strengths are, what your passions are, 
you've clearly manifested a group of clients that you love working with. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it didn't come this easy though. Like initially when I started it, when I like had this plan of doing this, I had this big vision of working with people who are suffering from body image issues or they want to lose weight and all these kinds of stuff because that's what I experienced and I thought I'd be great with like helping in that um, capacity. But then one year later, I realized like all the clients that I truly feel fulfilled working with were clients who had like complicated injuries um, mm. and it was like such like of course with the help of my business coach I always got to say thank you to Ariana for like really being there and just yeah. like really really helping me out um, and I soon realized it's like these are not actually like the clients that I had that wanted to lose weight they're not really I didn't feel like that connected to them to help them break through and then sort of I started shifting a little bit but it was so hard because I've never been like I've never done any rehab in the past I haven't been in kinesiology school or anything like that it's just like that inner dialogue of telling yourself oh I'm working with injuries who are you to work with injuries? imposter you know syndrome it was such a weird um like transition I had to make for myself and owning up to it and I guess like as we grow in our businesses like we have more owning up to do as we're growing right completely um and I guess like this like this tagline that I always say for my business I like we talked about it and I wrote it down a year before I actually said it out loud and I believed it yes. when I said it and that was when like just my business completely shifted what's the tagline that's like uh, how um, like jump uplifts people um, to go beyond their perceived limit around exercise through mindfulness and movement. Right, right. And, and also like saying that I actually work with injuries and stuff, right? And um, yeah, owning it. What helped you break through that imposter syndrome, like that, um, that thought of like, who am I to be working with people with injuries? What was kind of the catalyst in changing your relationship with that dialogue? <laughs> I'm sure it's nuanced, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know actually. Maybe the best answer would be seeing. I think that what I was seeing in my clients and the transformation they experienced, it was so much more than my own insecurities to hold back and not let those people find me. Wow. Because that was a big realization for me. To was like, okay, if you can help them, if they tried everything and they didn't get the result, and then they come to you like in a month, in a, ma- a month and a half, they completely are in a different state. So you're basically uh, taking away this opportunity from them to yeah. even like, give it a try, right? Exactly. So like, who are you not to be working with these people? <laughs> it's like sort of disconnecting. It's like it happens a lot um, to me, like throughout my work which like you like we may talk about intuition at some point mm-hmm. it's like disconnecting myself from what i do right. and just like letting it letting it flow letting it flow i love like, that yeah I, I think it's a great time to talk about intuition, in fact, and <laughs> it's funny how, you know, the more and more these conversations happen, intuition pops in all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, what would you define as intuition? For me, at least in my work, has been just learning to quiet my brain and just be present in that moment with the client and observe with my whole being mm-hmm. rather than... Like, you know how I know a lot of other like, coaches, they may have 
a plan written down, which like it's cool, like you can totally do it. Mm-hmm. But then if that plan becomes an agenda that you enter the session with that agenda, it sort of takes you away from observing like the client's body and what's actually happening. Right. And that like I found it like I didn't know I was doing it. But I thought like it, it was just a confidence boost that I was doing. It's like I got this, I got this, I got this. <laughs> and then soon I realized it's not about me like getting this. It's about me shutting down the brain to tell me what I need to be doing next. A lot of times like as clients finish the exercise, I don't know what is next. Like right. it happens a lot of time. I just trust it that it comes. Amazing. So shutting that ego voice off, telling you I should, I should, I should, but instead observing and saying, what actually does the client need right now? What does this person need more so than what should I be doing? And then with like this whole culture of like fitness and stuff, we are so like uh, brainwashed that like training should be a certain way. It should be this like cool thing. And I remember when we first met, you asked me like, what are you specialized in? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> because I really don't know. Yeah. Um, I just know I like I understand body and I have a way wow. of tuning into people's body and just like give them what and there's no two client that we do the same thing. Yeah. For them, right? It's just like it's completely different. And I can't imagine doing the same thing with every client. It's not cookie cutter and everyone's needs are completely different and we yeah, exactly. Like our relationship to movement is going to be unique for every single person. Exactly. It's based on experiences, it's based on, you know, what our goals are, it's based on what we do on a daily basis. And yeah, so the fact that you're able to like A recognize that and B intuitively mm-hmm. approach it is is beautiful. um so I commend you for that how would you say your intuition comes to you is it just sort of like like do you have a visual is it sort of just like a knowing or a feeling what sort of like communication or how does your intuition communicate with you for me it's a sense of knowing than Mm. anything else yeah yeah I just know yeah Uh, yeah I love it and obviously the clients are giving you amazing feedback around that too because that's something that you've continued yeah. to, to utilize. And, and it's to like, I think this way of me disconnecting myself with like the whole thing, um, it's so funny because even when I see clients transform, that's another thing. It's like I 100%, like more than 1,000% believe that our bodies has like this crazy ability to heal itself, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, it's mind-blowing to think about it. And... I always talk about this to my clients and I've seen enough example in my work with clients. Like I had a client, like one of my first clients, he is 30, uh, 75 years old now. And when he came, he had like severe nerve damage and he couldn't walk properly. He had a missing bone in his back. And I was like, I remember I just didn't want to start like working with him because I was like, you're too complicated for me. Right? <laughs> but then I've seen him like in less than a year got to a point that it's just like he competed in his first like dance uh, competition, no salsa way. dance competition. It was just like mind blowing seeing that, and I have so many of those experiences with my clients that I'm like, it's just like it's so much more than what we cho- we do. It's just like trusting that we are here to assist that process of healing happen and. Yeah. Here we go. It happens. We can't fix people, but we can give them the tools and facilitate their healing and their growth. And that's just it. And so empowering them with that ability or those tools is is probably the most important gift we can we can give them as, you know, 
the proverbial healer we you know we might mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's that's really neat because I think a lot of people in this space tend to go into it with a plan, with a goal, and don't deviate from that because yeah. there's no, you know, it's very rigid. Like, this worked for XYZ patients or clients, so we have to go with this, and, you know, it's very formulaic when, in fact, everyone is unique. Everyone has their own traumas and history and goals and processes yeah. that they need to address. That's, I mean, good for you for recognizing that because I think that's one of the, the hardest things to mm-hmm. do is just to, like, quiet the ego and let intuition and, and you know, like, our, our knowing or our, you know, like our spirit just guide us really yeah. through all of it. Um, so we touched a little bit on your transition from urban planning to coaching. Is there a catalyst to why that happened? Was there an <laughs> event or was there, was it just like a change in thought or was there, what was sort of the, the precipitating Ooh. factors that led to that? For sure there was an event there that triggered everything, like, not triggered everything. It's just like empowered everything to happen. Good um, word. <laughs> um, I guess I like I always knew I loved the movement, and even like before like this whole thing happened, I already took uh, the course at InfoFit, and mm-hmm. I I was like implementing all the stuff that I was learning in my own training because I was just like, training was my outside like thing that I was doing right because I didn't of course like enjoyed particularly my last job. And all I did, like, I poured everything I had into my training. And I always, it was like, wouldn't it be cool to get my certification? And, like, just, like, that challenge. I've never thought for a second I would do this as a business and earn <laughs> living, like, as a result of it. It's just, like, ridiculous. Anyway, it's, like, in 2016, it was one of those years that, like, everything in my life was falling apart. <laughs> just, like... <laughs> Every aspect of my life was just falling apart, and I was, like, as unhappy as a person can be. And then I remember when I was younger, at that at certain point, like, I read this book by Tony Robbins, and it was, like, that really helped me to overcome that, like, period of my time. And then I remember as a young kid, I decided one day when I have money, I'm going to attend one of his events. <laughs> I know, like, Tony Robbins, I love him, but, like, I know some people have, like, different... Um, understanding of who he is mm-hmm. uh, but like he did like what I needed for me exactly so I signed up uh, to one of his events in San Jose and six months later I saved the money and everything and I I went with this like like I was so excited that I felt like please like, you know how you're so excited to meet like your whoever you made this hero in your mind and then you go and you get disappointed yeah. <laughs> it's like I was that excited it was like calm down you may be disappointed <laughs> yeah like but, temper your expectations <laughs> but sure enough I wasn't disappointed it's just like perhaps for the first time ever in my entire life my whole ego shattered for like a few days wow and then like that thing came out of me that I just didn't recognize I just didn't know who this person was it was just like such a transformative experience and then I just knew I had to book this exam and I have to do this but then at the time I didn't feel like I was ready to quit my job so I came back, I signed up for the exam, and because like, I, I had all the resources, I already took the course and everything, I just n- knew I needed to study, that's all I needed. So I wrote for the exam, um, three weeks, like I booked the exam three weeks later from the time I came back. I was like, 
I'm just giving myself a deadline. It was like December, around December uh, was my exam. I was like, I'm going to start the new year with this whole like thing. Yeah. And then, and I told, like, I wrote on, I remember in my journal that I'm going to do this for the like, next four months. And then I quit my job and I'm just going to start working as a personal trainer. And then like one week before my exam, my boss, which at the time was like one of the main sources of stress, like the whole environment was like so stressful. It was just like exactly like what got me into meditation was like that work environment, basically. Mm. Um, she was like, yeah, we don't have funding anymore and we want to let you go. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like my first, um, my first disappointment was I didn't have the luxury of putting the resignation letter on the table you know, I was like, yeah other than that I was so happy um, you might have gotten severance out of that had you quit you may not have. <laughs> and then the funny thing is the next day that's like what exactly happened to me the next day you're supposed to go to work for two weeks after right if you're nice otherwise when you're laid off you can leave at any time right um the next day I went to work I just like everything like I couldn't sm- like I couldn't stand the smell of the place. I couldn't stand like anything about that place. And then I went upstairs. I'm like, I'm only working here for another week, and I'm working from home. And I never went back. <laughs> wow. And how they take that? Uh, she didn't like it, of course. But then I just at that point I didn't care. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I was like, maybe this is another sign that I'm on the right track. And then. I got, I already had a like remote job offered to me previously, which that's like, that's so ironic. I'm going to tell them. So I emailed them and was like, I'm ready to take this on. Uh, it wasn't like a big like money or anything. It was just good to keep me entertained or like have yeah. something on the side to like not break down out of all this shit that was going on. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Like, towards the end of our contract, she said, oh, no, 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 like, when we signed the contract, she said, oh, when you get your personal training certificate, I've been looking for a personal trainer for a very long time, I'll hire you, <laughs> and she was my first client, and she's still my client, like, no three way. years later. Oh, my gosh. So, it was, like, it was crazy. Um, of course, now I remember all the highlights, but there were a lot of, like, fears, a lot of, like, especially, like, you don't get enough clients, right, from the get-go, right? And mm. um, It's a slow build. And it was scary. I, of course, exploited my business, my credit card. Yeah. <laughs> and I was still paying off the debts. But, um, like, I'm so happy I did it. I can't say I have any regrets. Exactly. Good for you. Yeah. And, I mean, how interesting that you you committed to something and you're like yes I'm going to do it so that was like kind of the sign to the universe like yeah I'm in and the universe was like actually this is going to happen a little faster than you expect (laughs) and it just like it forced your hand but hey like yeah there's some ups and downs and yeah there's a whole lot of inner work that needs to happen as those fears pop up but the universe was like you're going to do this without plan b like you're doing it and yeah <laughs> what and then I knew like one of the things that I was sure of was like I don't want to work at the gym that was mm-hmm. like like I knew from the get-go I didn't want to do it right um because like I wore I trained in all of those gyms enough to know the environment to know the culture to know the way trainers work and I just didn't want anyone to tell me like oh do it this way it's like I have my own like way of thinking about moving your body and you who you are to tell me like how I'm telling my clients yeah. you know what I mean 
so I knew that was like sort of already eliminated a big source of income that trainers transition into initially. Right. So that made it so hard for me to initially like really build up that clientele. Yeah. yeah, big time. How I mean, obviously now you're you're quite busy typically with with clients. What was one of the best strategies for you for actually manifesting clients? Like what what worked? I think there are a few things I can talk about. Uh, what if there is any business owner out there? It doesn't matter how good your business is. We all need coaches. Like yeah. business coaching was the, like I believe I always believed in having people who are more experienced than me to guide me through my own experiences. Even like back as a planner, I had a mentor who was a retired city planner, and like I gained so much knowledge from him. And I did like I had the same approach towards business too. So I had a business coach who I felt like fully aligned with, and she was like extremely helpful mm-hmm. um, to guide me through it. And then um, I guess the other thing is just um, what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> You're working on getting clients, is the oh yeah, yeah. Um, it was like really owning up to your messaging if mm. like if you're drawn to a certain client it's just like first look at all the clients you've got and see which ones are the ones that you like really thinking about them bring you joy and you feel fulfilled and you feel like you're actually doing a proper service to them yes and i guess like realizing that and seeing that like, as if like you you collect facts that like prove that okay you're good at this right they're getting results you're happy and this and that so and then sort of tailor your messaging towards it and own up to it and really put yourself out there I like that so it's like kind of collecting data points about like a what's working technique or strategy wise but b who makes me feel aligned which clients am I really resonating with which clients does my energy align with and then yeah exactly focusing your messaging around manifesting more of those types mm-hmm. of people exactly. the people that are responding to your your modalities but are also sparking that fire within you exactly i really like that what um i mean obviously as entrepreneurs we know there's plenty of struggles and challenges what would you say i mean aside from working on the client piece what's been one of your biggest struggles as transitioning from you know like 9 to 5 Monday to Friday life to entrepreneur life <laughs> like there are phases right like my challenges right now may be completely different from the challenges that I initially started yeah. uh, because like initially it's like whether I'm good at this or not or whether like I can even find clients with the amount of all the personal trainers that are out there why people should come to me right and just knowing that you always have that gift that you only have and there are people out there that need that gift and that's like that's 100% uh, the case. So don't worry about it if you're at the beginning of your journey. But then as you go on, I guess like the biggest piece for me was like creating that abundant mentality within me mm. and knowing that abundance is like within me and not looking at your business just like by numbers. Right. And more of like how much impact you've had on people and what changes you've made yeah. that was a big still like it might be one of my struggles but still like you sort of you, every time that you go to the next level it hits you from different ways like, oh right um, <laughs> it sure does so I guess like that was a big part of it too interesting I love the topic of abundance because it's so easy to look at things excuse me from the perspective of lack 
there's not enough. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough clients. But yeah, when you change that lens and look at it from what have I achieved? Where have my successes been? Where have I had impact? That's a completely different mentality mm-hmm. to look at things through. And you know, perhaps the financial piece is still being worked on, but there's an abundance of things that we truly have achieved and, and possessed within yeah. the business. And so changing from a lack to an abundance mentality is incredibly transformative. And I guess it's worth noting that like around New Year we always like put this like financial goal for ourselves. Like let's hit <laughs> like a hundred K this year, right? It's always like when I get to that mentality that I know it's always coming from my head. It's like I'm like, okay, cool, like I hit um like hundred K this year. But um is it like all that is important, really? right? And that's just it reflecting on the why. Why do I need 100k? Rather what than like and helping enough people and like serving enough people that I get to that point is like a very different kind of energy you're bringing to the table. And I guess like that's 100k, it's not an issue, yeah, exactly. And when you are delivering a service or a message that is in alignment with your values. The money will come. Money is just an energy at the end of the day that represents our, you know, like our alignment and mm-hmm. our energy and our ability to exactly. be of service. And so people are going to seek you out when your energy is so high and your vibration is so high because you're doing what you love. People are going to be attracted to you and clients are going to come along just fine. And the problem is like it, I experienced it like firsthand when I didn't have money. And then when I have money, right? It's like, if you're not dealing with your own, like, shit, um, like, abundance, the mm-hmm. abundance mentality, abundant mentality stuff, it's going to hit you even when you have money, right? right. You just hold on to your money and you're not spending the money on the things that actually grow your business. And then you end up, like, stagnating in your business and not growing even more, right? It's just like... Because there'll never be enough if you're in never enough mentality. Exactly. And then it's just like dealing with whatever shit you're going through. It doesn't matter how not enough you think you have. Yeah. Um, so you then when you get yeah when you enough. get to a point that you have enough, then you know what enoughness means. Exactly. Because it's not about the money you're earning anymore. And I think that comes back to having clarity around what your you know your intentions in life are, and like you know maybe what your financial needs are. You know, like having a bit of a budget and knowing, but also like. What do I need to truly live a fulfilled, aligned life? What does that look like? What does that feel like? And, you know, like, maybe there's a little bit of number crunching in there to figure out what it, you know, like, what it costs to, you know, buy the snowboard or whatever it is that makes you happy. But eventually, yeah, there's going to be, there's going to be enough. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, if it's all just about producing more and more numbers, you can collect things. And there's, you know, there's... If you're a car collector, there's always more cars to collect. And yet, same thing with money. There's always more money to collect. You can get that number really nice and high in your bank account, mm-hmm. but is that going to make you a happier, more fulfilled person? Probably not. Yeah. I guess like if any of the listeners are in a point like I've been two years ago that I didn't even like have any cash flow coming in, if they're hearing, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, you don't know. You don't know what it feels like. Yeah, I totally know what it feels like that like... I literally had like months that I wasn't able to, I wasn't like, I wasn't sure if I'm able to pay my rent or not. Like it's good right. to have friends that you already talk to them about it. Hey, like this month I may need to borrow some money. Yeah. Um, but in general, it's just a good practice. I find if you are like down there and struggling, you also like give yourself, um, 
like exploring these ideas and practice a little bit more with it like when you have money it's like having money it's another kind of challenge I find but yeah. we, we always feel like if we have money uh, we got it figured it out but sometimes it can be even <laughs> it's so much more complex than that isn't it it's yeah money doesn't solve all of our problems and I think that's like the ultimate message here is like yeah it's great to have income coming in but ultimately, it's not going to solve all the problems. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. it is really helpful. It is great to be able to pay pay rent and buy groceries and do these things. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's not going to solve all the problems. And I guess, like, problems. that mentality always kicks in. It doesn't matter where you are. Like, one thing that I've done um, intentionally, and I still do, really helped me, like, moving through these, like, men- like you know, that mentality of lack. is like, when I feel like, oh, I didn't earn enough money this month, like... You know, you get into that anxiety mode and it's like whether Fear. I can afford this and or that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm buying a gift for someone. Or right. I sort of rather than it's like, I don't want to have coffee or I want to save up money on my coffee this month. Let me buy you coffee today, Daniel. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like sort of like showing to the universe or whatever, like even showing yourself that these things are bullshit. Basically. Right. And you signal then to the universe that you do have enough you do you're you when you come from an energy of there's always enough you'll never be in lack because even if yeah it's a you know maybe a bit of a skinny financial month if you can live in the energy of yeah there's always enough there will always be enough yeah you'll figure it out and you know like being an entrepreneur part of being an entrepreneur or you know part of just being a person is being learning to be resourceful and creative and being in those positions exactly sometimes that's where these like amazing creative processes and new projects are manifested because sometimes it's we get ourselves into positions where we have to do something Mm -hmm. and that's where some of the best ideas sometimes come from is being in these positions where you know like we got to get creative and we got to get resourceful and some of the best ideas come out of that and also like focusing all like on because like a lot of giving we do is not like necessarily financial giving right mm-hmm. like giving to people when you are going through a hard time it's all always like i find it it sort of changed the dynamic it changed the energy and like i in my business like experienced so many times like people came in out of nowhere they opened up amazing opportunities for me that i was like why are you doing this mm-hmm. it's just like mind-blowing right but if you don't have the trust, like you can't even like you won't even be in that situation that people like trust you and wanting you to be around no matter what. Exactly. I I love that. And it's creating space for the opportunities as well. Saying no to things sometimes so that you can leave space exactly. for these opportunities to present themselves. Because if our, our lives and our businesses are so saturated with things that we should do or have to do or, you know, like things that we feel like we need to do for others or for ourselves or whatever, for yeah. our business, whatever it is, there's not going to be space for these opportunities yeah. because we're going to be so busy, you know, like doing all these things that are just not... Just things and just being a monkey all the time. Right? Exactly. Doing things that we feel like we have to do. There's no room for, you know, like just being available to say yes. Yeah. And also saying no to things that don't feel in alignment, doing the things that feel good and listening to your body when mm-hmm. something doesn't feel good and, you know, like saying no to it or whatever it is. And again, it boils back to intuition, that piece of it and just listening to our bodies and that yeah. mindfulness, that huge piece of that there. I think um, you've you've got a really good handle on it. And so I really, <laughs> I really like that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about an experience that you had um, and we were talking about it briefly before the conversation. Um, 
movement is obviously your modality of choice and you've had personal experience being on the other end of receiving movement as a healing agent and I would love to hear a little bit about your experience with your own um, you know physical thing that happened (laughs) to your own body and how it now plays a role in your business Mm -hmm. like I had multiple before this experience that I'm going to talk about I had multiple like hip injuries, shoulder injuries, and all these kinds of stuff. And I think, like, my interest in terms of, like, movement really started from, like, healing those um, physical imbalances and stuff, which basically, like, biomechanics. Um, But then, like, I always felt like there was a missing part to it, but I never personally experienced it um, until, like, I had a car accident last year, like, more than last, like, over, like, a year and a half ago. Yeah. And, um... So I just knew, like, I wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing was working the same. I hit rock bottom um, for, like, six, seven months. I remember, like, for the first time ever in a long time, I, like, I felt truly depressed. Like, I couldn't find joy in anything in my life. And I always blamed it on the pressure of the business and running mm-hmm. my own business and quitting my job and, like, being stupid with that decision and all these kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. But then I just couldn't find like what was going on. It wasn't physical. I, I had a little bit of a neck or back pain, but that was pretty much it. And then, of course, I went to medical doctors, like this and that. They said, oh, it's a whiplash from the accident. It's going to go away. Of course, it didn't go away. <laughs> and um, at this point, I tried typical physio, typical chiro. I was like, they're not doing anything. And, of course, at that time, I didn't have enough money to spend so much money on these things when they're not working, right? Mm. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to spend any money on these kinds of things. The only thing I did that I knew it worked was craniosacral therapy. Um, That, like, was one of the things that really, really brought light to my eyes after the accident. But then, again, because it wasn't covered by insurance, I was like, I just don't have the money. You know, bullshit um, stories. The lack mentality we just unpacked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then at some point that I've given up completely on finding what is going on, and I'm pushing myself to get back on my feet and start like doing things again. Um, this guy came in and rented the room in our gym. Uh, his name is John's Brad, uh, Brad Johns. He is a tonal chiropractic, and he's like chiropractor and he's like I have this cool thing I'm doing all around nervous system I'm like you know what at this point you're here maybe you're gonna try it and then I tried it the next day I felt like oh my god I like for the first time in like seven months I smiled when I woke up Wow. and I was like holy shit this is this something is going on <laughs> and then I went for the second session like third session and I kept going and then I like I, I felt an amazing improvement in my mood in my mobility in my whole like sense of being as a person and I'm like this is something I've been missing all year around and I'm super passionate. Now I'm like super passionate about nervous system and anything that goes into nervous mm-hmm. system. If I wanted to go back to school now, I would just do anything related to nervous yeah. system. I'm that passionate about it. I can't stop like talking about it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I know how that is. <laughs> and then I like, I guess like I almost sent all my clients with injuries to Brad because I've mm-hmm. seen like transformation in my own body and I've seen it in my clients. That's why like I 100% believe in it. Um, and there are not that many people in Vancouver who 
like do tonal chiropractic. If you guys are interested, go look it up online. We'll link it in uh, the so- show notes, actually. Okay. Yeah, Good. we'll do awesome. some info in there. Yeah, awesome. And then I felt like I was improving. It was getting better. And then I had this dental work done. And like right after I stood up, I felt like all the symptoms from the accident exactly <laughs> the same. Not even like it might be even worse than what I experienced. So that's how like I've been told that like probably osteopathy is the best way to go. They have a way to get into your mouth and all this kind of stuff. So I went to this amazing osteopath. Um, and she was super helpful after a few days, like my pain reduced a little bit, but it's still like my head wasn't in the right mm. place. And she's like, you know what, based on your symptoms, I feel like you're more on the concussion side. I don't think it's like a normal whiplash. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, maybe you want to look into other modalities that works around concussion. Yeah, so I waited until I see the neurologist, so it was confirmed, and then I finally should I get into all the like yeah uh, totally I like I I'm just curious about how you ultimately like have dealt with this yeah and and now how your understanding of the nervous system has changed your approach with your clients and then finally like recently I got into a complete new world of a concussion but I met um, this um, Caro his name is Josh Ali uh, Ash Jalili why am I saying all the <laughs> um, you're excited anyways like yeah I was like I was blown away with the technique and how you can do to reprogram the brain and mm-hmm. just recreate those neural pathways again right and now with my work with clients I always intuitively knew that like literally like going fast into training necessarily is not the case bringing awareness into the client's body and just getting them in tune with with their bodies is super important but then now my understanding of nervous system is completely in a complete different level like I'm still not equipped with um, any techniques in per se but like my understanding of nervous system and how people experience pain necessarily like it may not be coming from the movement but how we can like recreate these new way of thinking or way of observing your body so we can Mm -hmm. break through that like pain experience right which i found a lot of great results from by just slowing down and encouraging people to tune into their bodies and rather than telling them where this exercise where should you feel yeah like rather where do you feel it and just inviting them to get into their bodies even more than we tend to and i guess Nowadays, with this whole like pushing mentality, we already operated out of our head all the time. Right. Now, hustle, with pushing, hustle. we completely disconnect from our bodies and we just push, 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 right? right. And I always see like how people talk about, oh, performance is a mental game. Yes, to some extent, but then also if you are shutting down your body, you can cause yourself injury, and that's a lot of injuries, right? Like, well, and injuries are just the body's way of communicating that something isn't right. Exactly. And, you know, whether something is truly not right or is just perceived as being not right, it doesn't matter because the brain's going to interpret it the same way and behave in the same way. And it's the same with, you know, like emotional trauma. We behave in certain patterns to avoid trauma. Everything is about survival. Everything is about protection. And yeah. so trauma, old injuries, all these things, we're going to move in certain ways. We're going to behave in certain ways to minimize danger, to minimize fear, to minimize you know, the potential damage to structure. And whether that is actually a true threat or a perceived threat, same thing in the nervous system. And so finding the source of that is like paramount in healing, whether it's healing an emotional trigger or healing a physical trigger, whatever it is, 
that is ultimately the biggest thing is identifying the trigger and then reprogramming that whether it's physical, whether it's a new neural pathway, whether it's a movement pattern, whether it's a behavior pattern. Mm-hmm. It's all boils down to self-awareness of, you know, what that trigger is and what the trauma was around it. Exactly. It's huge. So I think that's really cool with what you're doing with your clients and how amazing that you took something quite significant in your own life, had a ton of healing happen, especially with these amazing practitioners that I'm, I'm quite familiar with them as well. And I like have nothing but um, respect for them because I think they're doing really neat work. How amazing that you took your experience and now you can apply your understanding of the nervous system and recognize things and recognize trauma and recognize triggers as being potentially dysfunctional in your your clients bodies and movement and now you have an ability to create awareness around it and then perhaps refer out when needed and it you oh, yeah, have sure. to have these skills yeah. i had i had this personal trainer reached out to me uh, for this client case that she's been working with this client for a few years and of course like the pain wasn't going away and she's like would you be interested to work with them and see if we can find any way around it so i walked in to do the assessment and his spine was so tensed up mm-hmm. that like all like the spine almost elevated that caused a like rib cage as if like the rib cage was dislocated. It was such a wow weird thing, and I'm like, holy shit! Like and then, so you do squats, you do like shoulder press. Why are you doing this? You know, it's just like these are the worst thing you can do for mm-hmm. your body. Mm-hmm. And then. I tried to like even like find the thoracic spine, but the spine was so tight, the shoulders almost like jammed, packed. I couldn't oh even like find it on his body. Yeah. And then at this point, I'm like, you know what? I really want to help you out, but there's no way I can help you out unless you calm the nervous system down. Yeah. And I want you to go to this Cairo, which is not the same Cairo that I go to, but he practiced the same thing. But the client was in East Van anyway, so I referred her out, <laughs> referred him out. And he's like, I've already been to many cars. I'm like, trust me, like this, this is different. different. This yeah. is different. And like, even like the energy shifted when mm. I saw him like a week later. They, I, uh, like of course I was in contact with the Cairo and he was like keeping me updated and he's like I'm not sure if this actually works because this one is super like under so much stress. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you cannot believe, like, in only a matter of months, he was able to move the shoulders again. And he's like, I've never been painful in my life. I don't even remember when was the last time. And it was like, if, like, the whole accident thing didn't happen to me, I didn't know such a thing existed. And, of course, I, right. I wasn't able to help the client, right? Yeah. And it was just like, my mind was blown away of how, like, in a matter of one month, for someone who's been, like, dealing with this for over 10 years, it just went away. Right. And now he swears by it. And even like, the way he talks, it's like he's so excited. His eyes like bright. And, and how like, amazing that you can bring someone's energy back like that. Like that's my favorite thing about the work I do is when someone leaves a session and then the next week they come back and their energy and their happiness and their, they're just different. They're more alive. That is the greatest gift ever. And I mean, obviously the work you're doing is doing that, but how amazing that you're able to, I mean, let ego go and say, go and see this person. I can't do this on my own. I need help. And then you can work collaboratively. Yeah. And I mean, we, we, we can't, we're, it's not a one person thing, but getting that team right is, is the really key yeah. piece to that. And I think they get on at a point with this whole like journey that I've been through, I feel like now I nailed all the like right type of people who actually care, who are dedicated to help mm-hmm. you out, and they do everything 
to help you. And that is like so valuable. I feel like now personally I have a team of people who are supporting me as well as like the, a team of people that I can like easily trust people out that I like have full trust in their mm. abilities to deliver. Amazing. And trust is a, it's a hard thing to foster and ultimately trusting self and trusting intuition and trusting, yeah. you know, like that voice or that knowing is is a pretty hard thing to do but when you find it my goodness it's special it's a really it takes a while it's a learning and it's constantly evolving but it is incredibly powerful exactly and I feel like before if I was going to refer someone to a practitioner I would feel like you know I feel I would feel hesitant or it's like why am I doing this you know is it a business transaction but no, I don't look at it as a business trend. And ultimately, when you're I'm making, too passionate about this. Exactly. <laughs> and when you're making decisions for the client's best interest, nothing matters. Nothing. It's it's not, has nothing to do with who you're referring to or like the business transaction or whatever it is. If you're making decisions and references and you know referrals or whatnot for the client's greatest highest good, everything will come of that. Yeah. And and I know that feeling when you refer to someone, you're like, oh god, was it the right referral? Are they going to get better? Are they going to yeah. judge me for referring me to that? You know, and it's like no. I know that that person's going to work for them, and if they don't, we go back to the drawing board and we try again. And that's just learning to trust yourself in your decisions like that. Exactly. Is huge, and I commend you and for also, that. And also, like I always tell my clients, if you're going to a practitioner that they say they tell you, you don't need other things, that's not the right place for you. Right. Because like none of our modalities are enough like we can make transformation happen if we all work together and refer people out mm-hmm. otherwise it's just we're all gonna feel stuck <laughs> exactly and that's just it like there is no one modality that will cure everything yeah no and also there's no one practitioner we we have to empower our clients to do the work themselves too right like exactly yeah we can't fix people the client has to do the work oh yeah um but that work has to come from a team of people who use different you know like because there's different systems in the body we can't just treat physical we can't just treat emotional we can't just you know like there's different systems and there's no one person or one modality that encompasses all the systems and so working together and collaborating and letting ego go and doing what's best for the client is like paramount yep paramount super cool um so before we start to wrap up any other like interesting things or like things about your business you'd like to share Mm. (laughs) where can people find you online that's actually probably a great a great way how can people work with you yeah i'm pretty active on social media um Mm. at jump wellness coaching um, and in terms of working, I take one-on-one clients when I have available spots um, for new clients, which right now I have two available spots. And then I have um, a series that is called M3 that stands for um, move, Mobility, Movement, and Meditation. It's like you get the strength training part, but it's more like in collaboration in the I incorporate a lot of mobility work that I find it's been very neglected in, in the whole like mm-hmm. personal training world and then of course the whole like mental state and the meditation part I'm super excited about um, and also I, I have another like I get a lot of clients by appointment for people who are not ready to commit fully and um, they would just want to know like what they can do to improve because a lot of like injury cases that I have um, rehab cases they come in for an appointment and then sort of I give them a few exercises to see how body 
like react to the mm-hmm. exercises when it's done for three weeks and then they come back and visit me so now I have more like a hybrid program they come in for an appointment and then I offer programs so they go and do those mobility exercises particularly in the injury case I'd say mm-hmm. um, and then they come back for the next visit and then we either like change the protocol or add other mm-hmm. things to it. I love it and that's exactly how the capacity that we work together in as well and the unique thing about physiotherapy in British Columbia is we're able to um, basically subcontract some pieces, some pieces, not all of them, some pieces of our work out to other people and movement and mobility is one of those things and so um, active rehab is is what we call it and the way it works is if, for example, I work with a client that I think actually needs some strengthening and some mobility work, I can use Hetty to actually um, do that piece to it and so I create the treatment plan and supervise it and there's kind of a whole um, protocol that goes with it but the beautiful thing is is it's technically physiotherapy and so clients can actually if they have benefits for it they can they can work with Hetty doing the active rehab piece and have me still be involved with it as well which to be quite frank movement and mobility is not my forte my forte is treating the nervous system and the manual therapy piece and the craniosacral piece as well and so if I can have you know someone who's actually like that's their best like you know like that's their thing do that piece mm-hmm. it's a win-win for all of us it, it, a, it lightens my load because now someone else who's highly trained and highly skilled in it is doing it and it allows me to create more space for the clients that I'm better off working with for their greatest and highest good and the client gets a win because they're working with the best people and you know like having some assistance financially with that too potentially through their insurance plan so um that last modality or the last story like setup program that you mentioned yeah is exactly how exactly. we would do that so yeah. clients would come in do a session or two and then you know go home take those exercises work with me in the meantime go back revamp those exercises based on how things have changed so exactly there's a little plug for our work together which is kind of fun <laughs> i like um, how everything tied together <laughs> i know right that was kind of a nice circle like nailed it <laughs> Um, so you know how we know how to find you online and, um, people are going to go crazy and start searching you online and follow you on Instagram and I can't wait for it. Um, and so now before we wrap up, I have one last question for you and everyone gets this question. What is your definition of balance? Hmm. (laughs) When I think about balance, it's more like a harmonious distribution all the things that makes you whole mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um, yeah I guess that'd be my definition of balance I think like balance for me it's more of harmony than like mm-hmm. let's say if you're working eight hours a day I gotta work another eight like meditate eight hours no that's not that's <laughs> not the case you know it's like it's not a precise like division of the stuff that makes you the whole time, it's yeah. just like having that harmony among all the things that makes you whole and allow you to be the best version of yourself. Um, I love that. Harmony is a beautiful word for that too. Yeah. I really, really love that. Um, hey, thank you so much. I That was a really great chat and I'm really excited to share this with people. So thank you for coming over and thanks for the chat. Thanks for the chat. It so much fun. <laughs> we'll do it again soon. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this episode as expansive as I did. If you enjoyed listening, please like, subscribe, and review. It means so much to us. If you would like to learn more about The Balanced Collective and our offerings, please visit www.thebalancedcollective.com or hit us up on Instagram at The Balanced Collective. Thank you so much, and please keep spreading your light.